The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning. You look beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been a long time since I heard that. I just shut kidding. up. <laughs> I constantly I know, tell you kidding. how beautiful you are. <laughs> it's a, an affirmation thing. I'm always saying, "How beautiful is my wife?" You do. And the more beautiful that I, the more I vocalize that you're beautiful. The more beautiful that you become. Oh. I know. It's kind of crazy. So it wouldn't hurt it to say a little bit more? I say it enough. Okay. (laughs) When you're selling a home, it's all about making a first impression with the potential buyers. The House of Vegas understands this. They'll stage your house using high-quality furniture and make your buyers never want to leave. It's kind of cool watching the buyer enjoy the space the way it was intended. So do yourself a favor and reach out to Thomas at the house of vegas they know time is money and will act quick their number is 310-503-3611 all right good morning so uh josh galindo here and crystal galindo we are going to talk about today lots of things but the main topic will be about uh how we met Mm mm-hmm I think the it's beginning. in the beginning, like way, way, way in the beginning. Cause a lot of people, I don't think they have a clue about us like 2007, 2008. No. no. Like they know Josh and Crystal or Crystal and Josh 2018 <laughs> to 2020. Four kids later. Yeah. The kids helped put us on the map. <laughs> it made our presence slightly larger. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, let's see. So a little bit about how we met. Do you want to spearhead the initial story? You want me to take it? No, because you saw me first. That's right. I did see you first. So Nora's, a little Mm -hmm. plug for Nora's Cuisine, was a restaurant that I worked at when I was in high school. It was actually uh, the first, arguably, nah, it wasn't my first job, but it uh, it was one of my first jobs. And I worked it as a busser, and so Nora's was a big part of my life. We were, it was just a big part of my life. It's a family restaurant, it's a family so you're owned close restaurant. with everyone there. Exactly. Yeah. After having worked there and after high school, we often went there to eat. Um, mm-hmm. So I walked in, and I remember standing at the hostess stand and looking down the aisle and seeing what I thought was a really beautiful young lady. <laughs> um, it was actually the silhouette that I remember seeing initially that was like, ooh, she's cute. And of course, at that time, you're always on the prowl. You're looking around. You're scanning the room to see. Well, you were how any... old? Uh, how old was I? I how think old was I? You were 22. 22. I was 21. God, I was a baby. 2007. 2007. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Man, we've been together a long time. Best years of your life. It was good. It was really good. Anyway, so I remember seeing you, and I remember thinking, like, man, she's cute. And, of course, I'm with my buddies, and we're dressed to the best, and we're hoping to have a good night, hoping to attract 
women or um, uh, the ability to socialize with them. <laughs> and uh, so we, we really brought our A game. And I, I, I remember identifying you like right away. And then I said to myself, like, well, what's my, my N? And I think it was a big difference back then versus today. Mm-hmm. You know, back then it would have been like, oh, that girl's cute. Or excuse me, today that would have been, this is my assumption. I've never been able to actually utilize the technology. But my assumption today would be that girl's cute. I'm going to go on Tinder. Hopefully her Tinder pops up because she's near me or whatever the dating app is. And I'm going <laughs> to swipe until, um, until she pops up and then I'll say hi that way. We had to learn to date and meet people the old-fashioned way, yes. which was walk up to them and say hi, yeah, and and hope that for that ten-second interaction, <laughs> there's enough chemistry or charisma mm-hmm. to catch the other party's attention. So that was always a really nerve-wracking thing for me. I hated doing it, but it was a part of dating. And if you ever wanted to interact with a girl, that was something that you had to do. You were sitting with Amanda Seavey, mm-hmm. which was a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. So in my world, I was like, holy cow, I have an in. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like be awkward. So I'd stroll up to Amanda, who I had probably hadn't seen in two years. I think she like <laughs> sat behind me in like six-period math or something in high school, acting like I'd known her for my yeah. whole life just so that I could get to you. And I'm like, ah, you know, hi. I'll let you. And of course, I looked at, I said, hi, who are your friends? And then I'm curious what your perspective was after that. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I obviously thought you were attractive. Well, that's Shaved good. heads was like my thing, though. At that time or yeah, just in general? Yeah, it's always been my thing. Really? Yeah. I so I thought you were attractive, but I also thought you were a hot shot. Was and I, that was, was not, too that's much not of my a hot style. Shot at the time? Huh? Was I too much of a hot shot? I mean, or just you enough to be just enough to be attractive. Same. Yes. Yeah. All right. So just enough to be attractive. So she found me attractive. I found her attractive. So I'm like, hey, how can I elevate the interaction aside from just a high bye and move mm-hmm. on? So we go and sit down in our room, which was um, considered the, the room 500, like the VIP those, table, the VIP table, and the people that actually uh, go to Nora's will find this funny because this is like old school Nora's uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. So we're on like table 500, which Crystal says is like the VIP room, mm-hmm. and Crystal's on like table one next to the kitchen, next to the kitchen, and the soda machine, and the bathroom, and the register, <laughs> and the food running station. And so I'm like, hey, come hang out with us, and and. Uh, um, get a drink. Yeah, and get a drink. And what did you say when I said, do you want a drink? I said, okay, we'll, we'll come over there because I wanted to get my own drink. Why I did d- you want to get your own drink? Because I didn't want to owe you anything, <laughs> so I'd rather buy my own drink. So the sophisticated crystal immediately stripped me of all of my leverage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I buy her a drink, she owes me something. Nope. No, I'm buy just my kidding. own. So she bought her own drink. And I think, I mean, fast forwarding, it was kind of a, a loose interaction. We hung out mm-hmm. that evening. Um, I remember my buddy was driving a super fancy car in my world. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, do you want to go see my friend's car? And so I, I solicited Crystal to come out. And uh, really, for me, it was a way to get Crystal alone so that I could continue to build on. Um, and try to impress me. Yeah, impress you, exactly. And what did you say to me? <laughs> I said I've driven about 700 of these because <laughs> I did valet. <laughs> yeah, kind of wrecked me there. But that's okay. I still got you in the back seat, and I was driving. Yes. So you were in the back seat alone. I was in the front seat. Yes. But so we were able to have some undivided attention um, driving around the Nora's neighborhood. How did things then we progress went, from there? Well, then we went to Amanda's house, and you just kept texting me that I drive like a grandma. You're just trying to flirt. And like we hung out, and then that was it for that night. And then we just would talk occasionally i was pursuing you for a long time yeah i think that's something that is important to know and at the time i was probably more in a place of 
I had recently come out of a relationship and I was committed to being single for at least a year, if not two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that that's really important to be able to be comfortable being alone. Um, one, mm-hmm. and, and I had not gotten to that place yet, but I knew that that logic existed. So I wanted to, um, get to that place personally yeah. before I jumped back into another relationship. So, um, when Chris and I had met, it hadn't been two years yet. And I was still kind of hot shotting, if that was the appropriate term, that was a mm-hmm. term we used back then, uh, meaning pursuing different girls and kind of acting like a player, I guess, mm-hmm. if that's the right word. Um, and you, of course, were probably not in that space, which <laughs> no. is pretty normal for a 21-year-old girl. And what I was doing is probably pretty normal for a 22-year-old yeah. guy. Yeah. I had just gotten out of a relationship, too, and you told me I had to wait six months. Did I tell you uh-huh. that? Really? Uh-huh. And she's like, I don't want to wait. Right now. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just tried. That's okay. Yeah, so um, so I just remember knowing there was something really special about you, and I wanted to keep you near mm-hmm. so that when I knew I was ready... Um, you were still there. Mm-hmm. That was a big balancing act for me. It was like, how do I keep Crystal near me or around or somewhat available? Um, you said and, that I would break your heart, so let's just be friends for a minute. Yeah, I did say, um, <laughs> let's just stay friends. And you were like, why? And I was like, because I'm afraid that I'll hurt you. I think that mm-hmm. was the term I used, right? That I would hurt you? You said, I'll break, break your heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll break your heart. Um Okay, so I didn't want to do that. And I knew that you were super, um, you were just easily, you, I would, you're an emotional yeah. female. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. I, I love that today. But I knew that it would be easy for you to fall mm-hmm. for me or anybody that you were interested in. And, and I knew that if I wasn't ready, that that would hurt you. And I'm a big believer in not, in being an honest I have nothing wrong with men that want to go around and play um, multiple relationships. Well, you're supposed to. Hot shot player. That's all good, but they just got to do it honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point of all the secrecy and the lying and the cheating? And it just wrecks two human beings Mm -hmm. when you could just be honest and go, hey, here's my game. If you want to play it. I'm here to play. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to play it, then I'll find somebody else to play it with. Yeah. And then both parties are safe or know what the expectations are moving into that relationship. Something that I'm a big believer in. Mm-hmm. When I watch these young kids go around and just wreck women's hearts. It'll just come back around. Well, they don't get that. That's long term. Yeah. Like that is for like the rest of that girl's life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then when they care about somebody, they're going to be paranoid that someone's doing that to them. Yeah. Where are we at? So so I said, let's just chill out. Let's stay yeah, friends. We just were hanging out. We're hanging out. We're vibing. Yeah. And then, uh, you I would like, come over. We'd have pizza. <laughs> Crystal hated the shit. <laughs> okay. And then what else? I'm actually curious more about what your perspective was. Um, I remember the times that I would try to hang out with you. You were too busy, but I was working two jobs, two full-time jobs. That was so, something that was super attractive. So every time that you wanted to hang out with me is the weekend, and I was working. So you would come true. to my valet jobs just to say hi. That's right. If it was at Trump or Flamingo. See, I was sneaking that presence in there. Right I know I you could. were. But I remember that. I remember partying mm-hmm. in at the, the 180 suite. 
Oh, not the 180 suite. No, the Rain Se- Man suite, which is at Caesars, mm-hmm. with our mutual friend Brittany, mm-hmm. which was your friend, my you, initially your yeah. friend, and then my my friend after meeting you. And we were standing on the balcony, and this room has like 25 foot glass floor uh-huh. to ceiling, and there's like this staircase that had this outrageous balcony that overlooked the flamingo. And I'm sitting there next to your friend, and I look out the window and I go, "Crystal's working over there right now at ballet." Like, how awesome is this chick that we're all here partying and instead of sacrificing, uh, making money or responsibilities, she's like, no, I'm not partying. I'm going to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking really highly of you when, I, when that moment hit. I was supposed to be off because it was the weekend. <laughs> it was the weekend. <laughs> well, I'd already worked one shift that day. Yeah. No, you were pretty badass. Something that I thought was really sexy about you is I remember this. We went to your mom's house. Why did we go to count your money? Do you remember that? Well, I'll tell the viewers. So Crystal like pulls out this like jank safe. Like it was more like a metal shoe box. I don't even remember no, having a lock on it. it's a fire safe. Yeah, yes. but did it have a lock on it that it actually did, worked? but the key was broken. Exactly. I knew there was something jank about it. It was like you opened it up and she just got stacks of cash in there. I think it was about well, $20,000, right? It was like fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. All right. We'll call it twenty. Okay. She had like twenty grand in there. Okay. <laughs> no, I was like, holy cow. Like what a badass chick like this chick is well, I was mentally saving, sound i was saving for boobs and saving for a house boobs and a house yeah back then could you get boobs in a house for 20 grand oh yeah i think you could too. You could now oh maybe not a house well you know what your benefit was back then was that obama yeah the Ob- what was that called the obama credit the buying credit i don't know god i used it like 15 times and i, I don't know. even know i didn't use it but i had other clients use it anyway so where were we, honey? So you wanted to count my money. Oh, I just there was little things. There was little things that just money. Yeah, there was little things. Okay, so I'm going to go into a tangent like that. <laughs> so here's a big thing that I like to to suggest to new couples. I, I feel at least that this is a very negative way of conducting dating. Oh, is you you go on a date right, mm-hmm. and feel free to jump in and, and yeah. Help me explain this if, if I'm off track here. You go on a date. Date one. Expectations, social, society speaking, are clear. Mm-hmm. The guy pays. Period. Doesn't have to be that way, but that's generally. Well, we the went way to lunch, so that didn't feel so much like a date, but I would say it's our first date. And generally you know, lunch, speaking, so, not yeah. even specific to us. Okay. But so we can go back to each date that yeah. we had. But I'm saying I think it's important to, to communicate this thought to the audience because I think it's something that was really important for me and mm-hmm. um, finding you even more attractive was, uh, and then we could go into California. Okay. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> okay. So first date, everybody says the guy should pay. Mm-hmm. I, at least in my opinion, that's fine. And of course, if that switches up based on what you believe in today, that's fine too. But initial date, guy pays. Second date, guy pays. Third date, in my opinion, if the girl doesn't at least offer to pay mm-hmm. or contribute in some way, shape, or form, I think that that is a sign that this is more of just a game for the girl than coming from the place of, I want this to be a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. And if they do want it to be a long-term thing, then they should care about the financial well-being of the man that is with them. Yeah. And obviously, continuing to put the burden of all expenses on that person isn't coming from a place of a person caring about the f- financial long-term well-being. financial well-being yeah. of that other person. 
because it should convert into a team situation right. where we're going to build this amazing life together and we're both going to financially contribute together. Mm -hmm. So my rule was always pay on the first one, no questions asked. Pay on the second one, no questions asked. If this girl doesn't offer or suggest or contribute in some way, shape, or form on the third, I know where she's at and I need to find a new girl or I need to communicate with her that this isn't my game. Right. I'm not going to just be a free ride for multiple free dinners and we're just going to continue to do that. So, um, so how do we, uh, apply that into our lives? I offered every single time, <laughs> no, even the did. first time. Oh, that was what I was getting at. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to keep track of my mind. I tried, And you had me pay the tip. Huh? Yeah. And you, and what'd you do? I paid the tip. That's right. <laughs> and here we are with a very successful life and four kids. Because we looked at each other and said, how do we contribute to each other? Mm -hmm. Instead of just take, 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 take. Well, that's because you learned that lesson. <laughs> what do you mean? From someone else that you dated before. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard that. I heard that saying. I was taught that saying. Mm -hmm. And then I remember getting caught up in the moment of continuing to pay. And I got my Amex bill. And I, have I told you this story? Yes, you did. Yeah. I got my Amex bill and I went through every charge and I wrote the girl's name next to it. Mm -hmm. What did she contribute? What, what did, what was, what How charge, she, which yeah. charge was associated with this, this woman? And at the time, no, I didn't have very much money. I remember adding it all up and this was also like 10 years ago. So yeah. forget no money and adding it all up. It was up. like 15 years ago. Okay. It was, yeah, duh. Sorry. <laughs> it was like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be me. <laughs> um, $800 on one girl and on one in one month. That'd be like uh, eight times tens, 8,000 mm. plus that is 16. That'd be like 9,600. That's almost $10,000 a year if that would have kept mm -hmm. up. And I remember thinking this girl hasn't offered to pay one time. And that was the end. I just kind of said, this girl is out. Moving Goodbye. on. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny and, and interesting and worth sharing. Okay, real quick. Let's take a minute to talk about Southwestern Custom Construction. We at Galinda Group use them as our contractor for our properties. And seriously, you should too. They are so experienced with more than 75 million in construction renovations and more than 6,000 residential homes. So not only do they know what they're doing, but I can tell you firsthand that they are dependable. They're always early. They start on time. And most importantly, they meet their deadlines. Give Nick a call at 480 Two three five eight one four eight. If you need a contractor, you can follow Nick on Facebook and Instagram too at the Real Nick Marietta. So, uh, how do we I, commit? Should we talk about California first? Oh yeah, yeah. Because everyone laughs at you. Yeah, I'll let you lead that one. Fire away. You go to Newport for Fourth of July to visit, like some of your friends up there, right? Because they always had a beach house. Correct. So you said, come to Newport with me for three days. I'm yes. Like, okay. So you you were like, well, I said, where should we stay? You're like, well, we're not going to stay with them. Let's stay somewhere separate. So I booked the hotel and you drove us there. And then when we were there, it was like, I would buy something, you would buy something, whatever. And so for me, that was fine. But at the very end of the trip, the morning we were leaving, you're like, let's go to breakfast. So I was like, okay. So it was a beautiful view on the beach. And you started writing down everything you paid for <laughs> to the penny and everything I paid for to the penny. And you're like, great. 
You owe me, I think it was like 56 bucks or something I don't like think that. So. I think it was like 160 something. Okay, $160. And I was like, okay. And I gave you the cash. <laughs> and everybody the laughs at you, you just which worded, is fine. It's like. <laughs> I know, but the way you just rattled through that story almost doesn't show how bad of a technique that was. <laughs> I don't, I mean, we, no, you, it, we were like still, it was like a month in. Yeah, it was just still a month in. And I wanted to make sure that. You had only told me you loved me like a month prior, so. Did I? Yeah. Do you remember where I told you I loved you? Yeah. Where? At Art Bar after the Nelly concert in the park, parking lot. In what? <laughs> in your Jaguar rental. <laughs> ah, good job. Spot on. If she'd have asked me, that would have been the exact same <laughs> uh, description of where that went down. But actually, the art bar, is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got that. I would have just said in the parking lot of the rented Jaguar. The gold rented Jaguar. <laughs> yes, I hated it was that gold. thing. Yeah. That was terrible. Jags are nice, or were nice at that time, but a gold one. That was a grandpa car. was very grandpa, and certainly grandma. Um, yeah, that was, so there was a lot of things that, there was a lot of stuff that, that for me, uh, attributed to my decision to say, this is going to be my wife. And that was like six months after we met, just for... A time frame for was it? everyone, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's a lot of things that happen mm-hmm. in a, a, at a time in, when people meet. And they're like little boxes that you check off. And you go, ooh, that was a good one. Qualified there. Ooh, that was a good one. Qualified there. So something that I think I hear a lot today, and maybe this would be like our educational component, because mm-hmm. people obviously lo- look at us and say, you know, how did you last that long? Have you, how have you stayed faithful? How have you had four kids? How, you know, with all the chaos that we've got going on, yeah. like how? And I think it's, it all starts back in the very beginning when we first met. And identifying the things that we valued in each other. Mm-hmm. And not letting all of life's bullshit uh, distract you from the things that we value in each mm-hmm. other. I know it sounds very basic, but I think it's really, really a powerful statement. Um, well, I also think there's a lot of give and take, and that, that that was probably hard for you at first. It was extremely hard, extremely, <laughs> extremely hard. Something for me personally <laughs> was is is, and I always think this is a good one to share. Um, Crystal was, in my opinion, more of a messy unorganized maybe messy is not the right term i wouldn't say messy I just messy means like, i don't like obsess dirty. over organization yeah she had no ocd at all um no. which is such a treat could you imagine <laughs> for those that have ocd out there if you didn't have it what that would feel like <laughs> um anyway so and i was more organized she was mm-hmm. less organized i was more organized and i remember coming home and looking around and going holy cow there's literally a trail everywhere of where crystal had had been and to give perspective I was living very minimally, like I had ketchup and mustard and like milk in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like six pillows on the couch. I had a table and a ch- and a, and you a lived, couch. And did you live alone? You lived alone. And I right? lived alone. Yeah, I mean, like there was like very very few things in my house. So mm-hmm. probably what was really taking place is, is was the presence of another human being in my house, and right. I didn't know how to understand that, and I interpreted it as there's little droppings everywhere of crystal, which gave me anxiety because I was so used to having my place the way that I wanted it. Mm -hmm. And that I think occurred a few more times and a habit that I was, um, that I had formed in my dating life was if something, 
um, took place that I didn't find to be pleasant or comfortable. If there was ever any conflict in a relationship, my immediate go-to resolver, the, the way that I created resolution around that conflict was to immediately cut the person off. Cut off, move on. Like, that's it. And done. It was like, I never, I made rules for myself. And I was like, I'll never memorize any of the girl's phone numbers or any of the people that I'm dating's phone numbers. I'll just put it in my phone, save it under the name. That way, when I choose to cut them off, all I have to do is delete the name. And, I'm, and I don't even have the physical capability of calling that person. And so I remember when that happened, um, I called my mom and I well, said, well, you told me I need, I need a day that I, yeah, <laughs> so good. You tap in. No, that. you just said like, I need some space. I need like a day. I'm okay. like, Oh, okay. And you didn't know what happened. Well, I mean, obviously I was worried, Sure. but so I just went to Amanda's house because we were vibing. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. So I roll up out of nowhere going, okay, I got to stop this. I got to figure out myself. And I obviously communicate to Crystal, I need some space, and I call my go-to at that time and today, uh, my mom. And I say, Mom, this this girl, she's amazing, but this is what I don't like about her. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I don't remember the exact conversation. But I just vocalize my um, uncomfortableness around the relationship. And my mom responds with, I don't know what... To, to tell you to do but what I do know is whatever you normally would do don't do that and for me I, I really thought that was powerful mm-hmm. because it forced me to change what I normally do and what I normally do wasn't giving me the results that I wanted in my right. life right and I knew ultimately I wanted a beautiful wife that was capable of bringing four beautiful children in the world and being a great mother wife and business partner and if I had continued to do what I had been doing, I wouldn't have been able to create the relationship that we have today. Um, and so for anybody out there listening, I think it's really important that if you're continuing to create the same toxic results in your dating life, mm-hmm. I try something different. Yeah. I.e. meeting somebody, liking them, and then it all of a sudden dissolves six months later. Ask yourself, what are you doing? And whatever you're doing, you don't have to have the right answer. There is no right answer. Mm-hmm. Just don't do what you're doing anymore just do something different Mm -hmm. i just remember being super freaked out i was like oh my gosh he's gonna be done what did i do i should have showed nobody his myspace page because now i'm (laughs) gonna be embarrassed that i showed him to everybody and i told him how he's different and then now he doesn't even like me anymore and i remember the next day you called me you're like let's hang out and like we didn't even talk about it i'm like what happened? I don't even want to ask. I, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Did we ultimately talk about it? We had to have, right? No, I don't think we talked about it. I think you were just like, can you just pick up your stuff? Like, it gives me anxiety having stuff all around. So it wasn't a okay. formal conversation. Uh-uh. So for me, what I must have done is I, it was probably a much bigger topic in my mind, mm-hmm. but I was able to communicate it to you in a much more calm and relaxed fashion yeah. to where you just interpreted it as let's do a little better. Uh-huh. What I took from that was how much more in love I was with you, how much closer I felt with you, Mm -hmm. how much more committed I felt with you. Because I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this. That was the first conflict in a relationship that I had had. That you worked through? That I worked through. And the benefit was... And there was reward. And there was reward on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the makes 
these marriages that go through so much over so much time, people wonder why they're so incredibly strong. Well, each time there's a conflict or a and you work through it, you it's, work through it. You get closer. You build better. Yeah, it's more of a reward. It's kind of like a scar. Yeah. Like a broken bone. Each time that you break it, it gets stronger and stronger. Oh, all right. So that was that. And I mm-hmm. felt that was pretty powerful to yeah. communicate. And then... Um, was that before or after you were, like, committed? Do you remember? I think it was before. Maybe it was after. I don't remember. I don't remember. But we can go into that. Do you remember where I told you that? Uh, I just remember that you... <laughs> told me to keep talking to other people and then you found out i was <laughs> and you're like no more talking to other people that will end today yes me. that's what <laughs> happened listen i know i said that but we're not gonna stick with it you're like wait you're actually talking to somebody else yeah no, you told you me to no you weren't i was that was all made up yeah right just to get me to like you more that's why you saw it in my phone <laughs> no i'm just kidding it was real yeah <laughs> i remember the guy that she was talking to I didn't like it because he was kind of attractive, <laughs> tall, handsome. Yeah, he was. Came from a family of a lot of money. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I better quickly lock this chick down. This guy could swoop in and take her from me. <laughs> nah, he's not that type. So I went to his job and kicked his Shut ass. Shut up. No, he's not kidding. even that type. I didn't do that. I was probably like one of 15. Yeah, but it, it, it worked for me. Yeah, it did. Um, so I remember saying to you, Sweetie, let's go to Caramel tonight. And I remember, this is what's so funny. This is, Think about like the times and uh-huh. how much they've changed. Like if you described your outfit that night. Do you remember your outfit? Yeah. I remember mine. Mine was blue Vans, brand new blue Vans with a big fat white sole. Mm-hmm. True religion jeans that were perfectly tailored so that they stayed right above the white sole. But super but baggy. baggy as shit. <laughs> Especially compared to what I wear today. Yeah. My God. I could have made like four pairs of jeans out of that one set I know, of today's jeans. Yeah. Uh, probably a button-up, right? Like a white button-up. Yeah. Likely. That was your go-to. Probably like a $100 watch that matched my shoes or some freaking color in my outfit. That was probably your people. Yeah. Whatever. Probably my people. Good memory. Thanks. Okay. So what were you wearing? I was wearing like a backless baggy dress. Backless baggy dress on my butt. That's it. What, what it's like part a was green. baggy then? The top? Yeah, it's tight on the butt, and then everything else is baggy. Did you have boobs yet? No, you didn't. No, have boobs. I didn't have boobs yet. See, and I was committed. <laughs> I was getting boobs like two weeks later. I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, right. You were there when I scheduled it. No. Okay. I was like, I'm I'm committed with or without okay, boobs. Okay. Because she has a butt. Yeah. And you taught me that butts are nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Very much. You should be forever grateful for that. Forever. And then all of a sudden, boob showed up one day. It's like, holy cow. Got two for one with this girl. Um, So I remember being in that place. And I remember driving down there and saying to myself, when is that moment that you meet somebody and say, I really like this person. Mm -hmm. And I want to be with this person for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how does that moment happen? Because I'm feeling that way with this girl Mm -hmm. is what I'm telling myself. And I remember watching, I believe it was the 15 going over my head as I was on the 215. Um, and I remember the yellow light. I think everybody that lives in Vegas can visualize this. You're driving down the dark 215 and the yellow light that's being illuminated from the overpasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember saying to myself and seeing it go over my head and then saying, how do I know that this is that girl? Because it feels like it is. Mm-hmm. 
and the the formula that I had put together in my mind was okay, I could lock this chick down, and assume that there's nobody better out there that maybe I should pursue. Um, or I take or I say, hey, this is getting too serious. I think there's something better out there for me, and I'm gonna go gamble and try to pursue it. And then I remember saying to myself, think how stupid that sounds. Like I have exactly what I want right here. She's perfect in every way that I currently know. Why would I take a shot and letting that one go and going and trying to find another one? Mm-hmm. And so that was yeah, kind of Yeah, I don't know my, why you would do that. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> but that was my reason. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to commit to this girl. Because why would I want to go try to duplicate this? Like this is something really special. And what if I'm not able to reduplicate right. it? So that's that feeling when you start feeling really in love with somebody, instead of constantly asking yourself, well, is there something better out there? Well, is there something better? Oh, this thing that I don't like about them. I can bet you I could find someone that doesn't do that thing. Yeah, but they're going to probably do something else that you right, don't like right, about them. Right. So if all things kind of feel good, this is for people that are looking for love mm-hmm. and long-term relationships like we've got. If you don't want that, then good for you too. Um, I would say commit to it, mm-hmm. lock it down and commit to it. And that's what I did. So, um, we were inside caramel mm-hmm. and I remember kind of hovering over you. You were sitting on the long bench and we were tucked in between this tiny little box table with probably a free bottle of vodka that yeah. we gave the waitress $20 to have each $20 each. $20 each. Yeah. That's right. I remember those free bottles. <laughs> um, and I remember watching you, you were sitting down. I feel like I was standing kind of over you and the lights were blinking. So there was mm-hmm. strobe lighting and your face was going in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. And I remember you maybe smiled at me or something about you, but I was like, this girl's just so beautiful. And I remember saying to you, um, or saying to myself, this is that moment that mm-hmm. you're going to make sure that she knows that nobody, that she's not allowed to play with anybody else. <laughs> and I said, uh, you're mine, nobody else's. Mm-hmm. Is that how I worded it? Yes. And what did you say back? I said, okay. <laughs> Deal. Anyway, there you go. Deal. And that was our... Uh... That was right after my heel broke, too. You even loved me with my uh, oh, broken no. heel. So yeah. you had to limp out of the Bellagio? Mm-hmm. You probably carried me for part of it. Oh, I probably did. Yeah. I kind of feel like I may have. Yeah, I, I think know. you did. Anyway. Yeah. I'm blushing. Are you? Yeah. Secretly? Yeah. Nobody could see it? <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that moment? I mean, I think you did a good job. I don't, I'm not really good at storytelling like you are. I would just say like I was waiting for that. Really? Uh-huh. And with an expectation of it coming or you're wanting it to come as in the form of waiting? I was wanting it to come. I didn't think you were going to. So it's clearly you were feeling that way too or you wouldn't have said yes. Oh, yeah. Or it could be that super awkward moment no, where that guy like I proposes thought... in front of a huge crowd and the girl's like, how the hell do I tell this guy no? Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> no, I always thought you were different. I always had a different feeling about you. As cheesy as that sounds. I know that sounds I like uh, uh, cheesy and, oh, how'd you know? I just knew. What I think it's easy do. to interpret that as cheesy, but I don't, I don't think there's any accidents to that saying exists. And has existed in society for so long. Right. There's a reason it exists because multiple people are experiencing right. it. And the way you describe the feeling is with that statement. You just know mm-hmm. when you know. It just happens. Like it really does. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And you are negative in your bank account. I didn't even care. No. 
<laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, that was the other thing. See, there were so many things that <laughs> took place in between when, when we met to when I was like, this is my lifelong partner. Mm-hmm. That was just like, this chick is solid all the way through. All right, I want to shout out one of our sponsors, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Yeah, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. You know what I like about them? They're Las Vegas-based. They put in the work to protect your rights, and they're not your run-of-the-mill firm. After personally meeting with Matt, I put his number on my phone because you never know what will happen. I recommend you do the same. His phone number is 702-570-9000. You can also check them out at their website, battlebornindrylawyers.com. Battlebornindrylawyers.com. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindagrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.